Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Race Nerd Podcast, episode 99, here on the plethora of programming that is known as CKCC Radio. And before I get any further, before I talk about uh, episode 100 and Darlington and NASCAR's uh, 75 Greatest Drivers and everything else that we're going to talk about in this episode, I do want to talk real briefly about CKCC Radio, um, the great podcasting and um, streaming community that it is. There's some big things coming up in the works very soon uh, involving CKCC Radio. Uh, So stay tuned on all the social medias, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, um, the works, uh, because CKCC CKCC Radio and CKCC Video have got a lot going on. a lot, of, a lot of new stuff that adds to the plethora of programming. Uh, now with that said, um, hopefully that makes Chris and Dan really happy that I plugged that, all that stuff in. Can't really say much more about it, um, but what I've already said. So anyway, all right. Now, now we got that out of the way. Now that I got that out of the way, um, let's... Let's do something a little bit different. All right. Now, for those of you who've been listening for, um, you know, pretty much since the beginning and even prior to that with my old show, the Politically Incorrect Racing Podcast, um, I uh, I normally will drop a pop quiz nose and, you know, kind of answer it at the end of the show. Um, this week, I'm going to do something different. Now, obviously, we're throwing back. Um, Darlington, you know, hosting, you know, a a throwback weekend. So I'm going to throw back to something way different, way, way, way different. Um, I'm going to throw back to one of Kevin Harvick's old sponsors, Jimmy John's. Now, Jimmy John's is known as being freaky fast. So this week, this episode, I'm going to throw back in honor of Jimmy John's and do a freaky fast fact. And this freaky fast fact, obviously, uh, is about Kevin Harvick, who is making his final um, throwback weekend start. Uh, Obviously, he'll be moving to the Fox booth next year, along with, uh, you know, retiring full time from uh, racing competition. Um, And he's right now sitting on 60 wins. Now, 60 wins in his career is not a bad number to scoff at, but along with those 60 wins, which certainly alone would probably put him in NASCAR's 75 greatest drivers, which he is in, and um, the more astounding fact is the number of runner-up finishes Kevin has in the Cup Series uh, with going into this weekend, he has 60 wins and 62 runner-up finishes at the cup level. Now, interestingly enough, if you were to actually take six half of those 62 runner-up finishes and put them up there, we would be talking um, certainly one of the greatest of all time. Not just one of the 75 greatest drivers, but one of the top 10. 10 greatest drivers because uh, with that number and the number of those runner-up finishes, that would put him ahead of like 
uh, drivers like Daryl Walter, a bona fide legend and certified Hall of Famer in the sport. That would put him above Bobby Allison, another bona fide Hall of Famer and legend in the sport. Uh, that would put him above Kaylee Arborough as well. Um, and just if you were to, like I said, cut that number of runner-up finishes and turn, and those actually were wins, that would put him just two wins behind Jeff Gordon in his legendary career with 93 career wins. Imagine Kevin Harvick with over 80 wins, 90 wins. It blows your mind. The fact that it, it, it probably could have happened, you know, if a break here or there went. But uh, certainly astounding numbers and numbers that really add to the fact that this that Kevin is a bona fide Hall of Famer, should be a, a no doubt about it, first ballot Hall of Famer. Now, I'm not ready to put him in the Hall of Fame yet because his career, he's still got another half a season to go. Um, but this certainly proves to the fact that, you know, this was more than a guy who just stepped into Dale Earnhardt's, uh, shoot, you know, stepped into his car. I mean, this... This is um, a pretty astounding um, career, you know, going for some guy, you know, young guy who really didn't have to, you know, didn't prove a whole lot um, when he started coming up the ranks and had a lot of doubters, myself included. But this just proves that Richard Childress made the right decision by hiring him and eventually putting him in that famed good wrench ride. All right. Now that our freaky fast fact uh, is out there, and um, that one, that wasn't quite freaky fast, but there was a lot to unpack in that fact. Um, let's talk about Darlington. Darlington, we had a three-race weekend. We had the trucks on Friday night in the... Uh, uh, what was it? Um, the Buckle Up South Carolina 200. Then we had the Xfinity Series on Saturday. Then uh, the cap off the weekend and throwback weekend and honoring NASCAR's 75 greatest drivers. We had the Goodyear 400. All three were certainly exciting uh, races to the end. Um, all three. We didn't have a driver sweep the weekend, which was pretty awesome. Although we had some close calls of drivers who almost went home with two fine pieces of hardware. And sorry about the rubber band there. Um, but, um, man, this was a weekend. Uh, let's talk about the truck race first. Um, great truck race. Um, saw Christian Eckes pick up. His second win of the season, making him, along with Zane Smith, the only repeat winners in the truck series this season. Eckes driving a, the number 19 uh, Gates Hydraulic Chevrolet, uh, which uh, which was throwing back to longtime pioneer of the NASCAR's West Coast division, Herschel McGriff. Um, 
out there. And uh, this was a great one. Came to a wild finish. Um, we had uh, overtime there. Then on top of overtime, we had a a crash on the on the white flag on the final lap that saw caution come out. Eckes get the win over William Byron, who was behind the wheel of a Kyle Busch Motorsports truck for the first time in a number of years. Now, William, uh, obviously, uh, came up with Chevrolet, ended up driving for Kyle Busch Motorsports and Toyota for a year before uh, he would head on to the Xfinity Series with Junior Motorsports. Ironically, it was almost unfinished business for William Byron, um, going back into Kyle Motorsports truck as a blown engine uh, derailed him from winning the Truck Series Championship um, at Phoenix. Kept him out of the Final Four. He that year he went on to win the pen, the final Truck Series race uh, that season, but it was all for naught with that blown engine uh, the week before at Phoenix. Um, but it was good because this was uh, William Byron was trying to give Kyle Busch Motorsports their 100th career win in the truck series. Uh, not a bad number for KBM. So we had that. Then we move on to the Xfinity Series race where uh, this was a wild one. We would see we would see the big one that would involve 15 cars. Uh, this was caused by Sheldon Creed on a restart Trying to dive bomb three wide, uh, get involved in an accident which uh, took out his teammate, uh, Austin Hill. Actually, Austin was able to continue. Uh, Sheldon Creed was done for the day, but took out 15 cars. The most cars since, I think they said, Daytona in 2019 involved in the field, which is pretty impressive that. 15 cars being taken out in this race had been the most cars taking out in one accident in over four years. Uh, so very, very impressive um, to the boys and the girls of the Xfinity series. Um, but uh, we we certainly saw a, a uh, it, it became the two-man show, the two-man power trip uh, between Kyle Larson driving for Colleg Racing uh, in the HendrickCars.com Chevrolet. And then we would have John Hunter Nemechek driving for Joe Gibbs Racing in the number 20 car. Excuse me. And these two had a hell of a finish to the end of stage two. With John Hunter just beating Larson by a matter of inches. A photo finish. Uh, to the start-finish line uh, at the end of the second stage. And these two would certainly not let up. On the final lap, they would make contact. Coming to the checkered flag, John Hunter goes around after what could be deemed maybe questionable contact. Wasn't a flat-out dump. Uh, wasn't quite a racing incident. It was just questionable contact. Uh, between Larson and Nemechek, but Kyle Larson gets the win. 
in the Colleague uh, Racing number 10 car, uh, which has actually had drivers like Derek Krause and um, trying to think of who else has been in that car this year. But um, not a bad way for Kyle Larson, uh, considering his teammate William Byron just missed the win in the truck series the day before for Kyle Motors for Kyle Busch Motorsports. Then we move on to the headliner of Throwback Weekend. We would see um, many of NASCAR's 75 greatest drivers uh, give the command drivers like Herschel McGriff, Ryan Newman, who was making his return to uh, NASCAR after being away for a number of years. We would also see Kevin Harvick, uh, the King Richard Petty, Bobby Allison, um, Matt Kenseth, Dale Jr., Rusty Wallace, the Labonte brothers, and hell, we even got a rare Carl Edwards sighting. Uh, Cousin Carl, which you're more likely to see Sasquatch nowadays than you would see Carl Edwards uh, at a NASCAR track, but Carl Edwards came out of uh, out of hiding, out of witness relocation, and was there to be honored as one of NASCAR's 75 greatest drivers. And uh, not only that, but he would also be in the Fox booth for segment number two. Uh, this is a great thing. You got to see all those drivers. Uh, there were a number that were not there um, because this is the list of the greatest uh, the 75 greatest drivers. Unfortunately, we've had some past throughout the years. Uh, obviously, Dale Earnhardt and David Pearson and Junior Johnson, most notably. But um, we would we would have all those um, drivers. Yeah, we had drivers that um, have been in declining health, like Ned Jarrett and Kaylee Arborough. Uh, also, we had, you know, Drivers that were unable to make it, like Mark Martin and Tony Stewart, uh, were not there. So, I mean, this was, I mean, this is great. I mean, this wasn't everybody, but this was still an amazing sight to see all these, all these drivers that were there. So, uh, but when it came time to take the green flag, we would see Martin Truex Jr. kind of do what Martin Truex Jr. does at Darlington. He wore out the field the first 100-plus laps of the race, uh, certainly set the pace. Uh, he would uh, easily win segment number one. Uh, later in the race, he would be involved with, in a number of spins, the first involving Ross Chastain. Huh, see a pattern here going. Uh, Ross Chastain would get into him. Uh, he would spin. Uh, Martin would... Um, Rally back. He, at one point, he I, he was back in the top ten after being almost a lap down. Um, so his uh, auto owners insurance, uh, Toyota Camry, was certainly one of the strongest cars. Uh, but we would see another big one involving uh, a number of drivers. Daniel Suarez would be in it. Austin Dillon. Um, many drivers involved in this one when Eric Jones uh, in his Allegiant uh, Chevrolet uh, throwing back to Richard Petty when he would lose a wheel 
this would take out multiple cars on a restart. Um, which would which would set up for an exciting finish. We would see William Byron, who was strong all day, um, sitting back behind Ross Chastain and Kyle Larson, and these two would get to digging, um, and they would wreck, um, leading to a green, white, checkered flag finish where William Byron, who was itching to give Kyle Busch Motorsports their hundredth win. Uh, would be out in front of this guy by the name of Kevin Harvick. I think we may have touched on his record 62 runner-up finishes. And that's an all-time NASCAR high at the Cup Series. Uh, Harvick tried to chase him down to get that one last throwback weekend um, win. And uh, he just didn't have enough for Willie B. Uh, Willie B channeling uh, his inner Jeff Gordon just Beat Harvick out to the finish. Uh, Harvick, not a bad run with the damage that he sustained in that big one. Um, was able to hold on, to, was able to finish second. But William Byron picks up the win, his third win of the season. And while he didn't nail down that 100th win for Kyle Busch Motorsports, he nailed down that 100th win for the 24 car at Hendrick Motorsports. 100 wins. Between two drivers, uh, Jeff Gordon and William Byron, um, and that—that's—that's that's something right there. Uh, that's the reason why Willie B is in this ride. Uh, I think he's finally starting to come come into his own, and he's finally making a statement, saying that he is here. He is—he's is not the forgotten member of that Hendrick squad uh, with um, former champions. Uh, Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott as teammates. Um, Willie is uh, is definitely making that known, and um, he, I think I think he may be a dark horse for this title this year, uh, just the way he is driving. Uh, he's come a long way. This is his, like I said, his seventh career win. I mean, he'll easily eclipse his. Um, what he has done throughout his cup career just this season. Probably by the time we get to Daytona. I think that 24 team is that strong. Um, and I I don't think anybody has the, the horsepower to consistently beat him. Uh, so I think that this may be the year of William Byron. Uh, but uh, that was a great race. We had three exciting finishes. Um, and not to be outdone, IndyCar had a good race, um, at the road course at Indianapolis, uh, with Alex Pillow picking up his first win of the season. And what's very weird is seeing Alex Pillow in that Chip Ganassi Honda after we all know what happened last year involving, um, uh, Pillow and the McLaren team and Chip Ganassi and his contract and everything else that whole that whole fiasco. Uh, just knowing that Pillow picked up the win, uh, well, I'm not a fan of Pillow. I think it I think it kind of smooths a lot of things over at Chip Ganassi Racing because at the end of the day, I am a fan of Chip Ganassi Racing uh, on the IndyCar side because well. Uh, they are one of the true uh, stewards of the sport, much like uh, Team Penske and, to an extent, uh, 
Dale Coyne Racing, and even Andretti. Uh, but Chip Ganassi, he's he's a uh, this is a uh, certainly a, um, a a a stand up team. They have been for many many years. Uh, so to see to see that kind of smooth over is just kind of takes a lot of that negative news that you'd have going into this IndyCar season, you know, maybe a little less on edge. Uh, so, um, IndyCar next week, we will have Indy 500 qualifying. Uh, then NASCAR has this thing called North Wilkesboro. So that's where we're at with that. Uh, now, like I said, we had the NASCAR doing their 75 greatest drivers, uh, drivers, like I said, uh, included on that list were um, Rusty Wallace, um, Dale Earnhardt Sr. Uh, basically, NASCAR honored their original 50 drivers at their 50th anniversary. Uh, and um, they instead of redoing their list of uh, the 50 greatest drivers, they uh, added 25 more. And... They would, um, this was certainly something, uh, this list here, um, the, the drivers that were listed, that were added on were Sam Ard, uh, the first two-time Xfinity Series champion, and, um, one of the original guys to be on what would become the Xfinity series. Greg Biffle was added on, uh, the Biff, who was a former truck series and Xfinity series champion. And during those next 10 years, he could have been the first, uh, three tier champion. And, uh, he had some really strong seasons, uh, at Roush racing. Uh, so he was on there. Uh, Jeff Burton, a multi-time race winner, former Southern 500 winner. Uh, Jeff was just one of the, was not only a consummate professional, but had won on multiple races on the Xfinity and the Cup Series circuit. Uh, obviously, the Bush brothers, uh, Kurt, the 2004 Cup Series champion, and 2007 uh, 2017, sorry, uh, Daytona 500 winner, uh, his brother Kyle, I, you know, that goes without saying about Kyle, um, Dale, Dale Jr., you know, two-time Xfinity Series champion, two-time Daytona 500 winner, uh, has won 50 races between the Xfinity and Cup Series combined. Uh, cousin Carl, Carl Edwards, a former Xfinity Series champion, multi and two-time runner-up for the Cup Series title. Uh, kind of got screwed out of one of those, I'll be honest. I think that 2017 had Joey Logano not trying to dive bomb. Um, Carl Edwards might have walked away with the title that year. Uh, Chase Elliott. Now, while I'm not a Chase Elliott fan, you know, he is a two-time... Xfinity Series champion and a former Cup Series champion. Then he got Denny Hamlin, uh, over fi almost 50 wins in three Daytona 500s, a couple of Southern 500s. Uh, 
he, he's got a, quite a list of accolades, but just has not been able to clinch that uh, Cup Series title. Uh, then you got Kevin Harvick. That goes without saying. Two Xfinity Series titles. A Daytona 500 win in 2007. The um, 2014 Cup Series title. Along with 60 wins and 62 runner-up finishes. And I forget how many wins he has in the two lower series. Uh, the trucks in the Xfinity. But he is a three-peat winner. Ron Hornaday. Uh, NASCAR Truck Series only. Uh, four-time series champion. Um, and was the winningest driver in the Truck Series. Before this guy named Kyle Busch decided that he would have a little fun on his Friday and Saturdays. And Jimmy Johnson. Goes without saying about seven time. Casey Kane. All right. Uh, Casey Kane, an 18 time winner. Uh, he's won at the Brickyard. He's won the Coke 600. Uh, he's he's won. I didn't realize that he had 18 wins. I knew I was there for two of them. I was there for his first win in 2005 and at Richmond. And I was there for his 2008 Coke 600 win. Uh, but I did not realize it had been that many. Uh, Matt Kenseth, uh, bonafide Hall of Famer, uh, multi-time Daytona 500 winner, and the last Winston Cup Series champion. And that was that season that kind of stopped the field just with his consistency and his lone win. Uh, Brad Keselowski, a former Xfinity and Cup Series champion. Uh, Bobby Labonte, uh the 2000 Series Champion, and the 1991 Xfinity Series Champion. Uh, one of a handful of guys to win both Xfinity and Cup Series titles. Uh, Randy LaJoy, Corey's dad, a two-time Xfinity Series Champion, Kyle Larson, uh, the 2021 Series Champion, uh, Joey Logano, uh, Two-time champ, former Daytona 500 winner. Sterling Marlin made the list. He made that top 75 with 10 wins between um, Daytona and Talladega. I mean, that was his playground. Uh, the Rocket Man Ryan Newman with his multiple wins and 50-plus poles and the 50th annual Daytona 500 in 2008. Uh, Larry Phillips, a um, a long-time standout on the Winston Racing Weekly Series, a multi-time champion there. Uh, and it was great to see that Larry get honored in that 75 Greatest Drivers because I feel like those lower divisions sometimes get overlooked. Speaking of lower divisions, but certainly not overlooked, NASCAR Hall of Famer, the late Mike Stefanik, the only guy. And I've said it on this show when I was campaigning for him for that NASCAR Hall of Fame, uh, the only guy to win two titles in the same season in two different disciplines in NASCAR. And he did it twice in 97 and 98 uh, in the Bush North series along with the uh, Featherlight Modified series. He is a nine-time champion. Only Richie Evans Another name on NASCAR's 75 greatest drivers uh, has accomplished that feat. Tony Stewart and Martin Truex Jr. Tony, three-time champion, 
all those race wins, and Martin Truex Jr., a two-time Xfinity Series champion and a Cup Series champion. Now, those were the 25 that were added, along with uh, names like Rusty Wallace, uh, Kelly Arborough, Tim Richmond, um, Richard and Lee Petty. Those were names um, that were... They were certainly announced, and there were some names that people felt were a little, uh, that were kind of left off on this list, like Matt Crafton, uh, a three-time Truck Series champion, one, one of only three drivers to have more than two championships in that series. Another one was Jack Sprague, a three-time um, Truck Series champion back in the early days of the Truck Series. Uh, Bill Rexford, the youngest winner, uh, youngest Cup Series champion. Frank Kimmel, uh, a 10-time ARCA Series champion. Uh, Austin Dillon, uh, who has won championships in the Xfinity and Truck Series. Uh, He's also won the Daytona 500 and the Coke uh, Coke 600. Larry Pearson, David Pearson's boy, who is a two-time Xfinity Series champion. Uh, Doug Colby, the six-time Whalen Modified Tour champion. Uh, his, you know, his uh, modified titles are up there with uh, Richie Evans and Jack Cook, two of NASCAR's greatest drivers, and Mike Stefanik, who made that seventy-five list. Uh, he's up there with the three of them in that aspect. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., trucks, uh, two-time Xfinity Series champion and this year's Daytona 500 winner. Uh, Daytona, uh, Jim Fashall, uh, Pashall, who uh, was a 25, won 25 wins in his cup career and is a two-time six, uh, Coke 600 winner. And Fonte Flock, who won 19 races. Uh, those were just some of the bigger names that were left off this list. Now, I, I think you can make an argument for maybe, and I and I really hate saying this, maybe Austin Dillon, because he did win championships in both of those series. And he is a Daytona 500 winner, but uh, he still has, uh, you know, a lot more to prove in his career, uh, especially at that cup level. Um, Matt Crafton, I think if you put Matt Crafton in, you would be, kind of handcuffed to put Jack Sprague in there. So I'm okay with leaving those off. Um, You know, Bill Rexford, um, Jim Paschall, and Fonte. Out of all those, uh, the only one who I can see being included in this list is Jim Paschall. Uh, I I can't pronounce his name. And I do thank uh, Black Hat Sports for... um, you know, making this list of drivers who were left off felt that like they were snubbed. Now, Frank Kimmel would have been an interesting case, um, but Frank's ARCA series career, now where ARCA is now owned by NASCAR, uh, when Frank drove in the ARCA series, it was its own standalone series. While it was a, a companion and, um, you know, a, a mutually beneficial uh, for both ARCA and the Cup Series. I can't really equate um, those same, you know, it being a the same as NASCAR in that aspect. I think that is, you know, that's its own standalone thing. Obviously, when ARCA counts their greatest drivers, 
Frank Kimmel will be at at or near the top of the list with uh, names like uh, Bob Donner, uh, Benny Parsons, who was on NASCAR's um, 50 Greatest Drivers, and um, Iggy Cantona. Uh, those those are the guys that I would see on that list. Um, but where NASCAR and ARCA were separate at the time of uh, Frank Kimmel's um, I think that that the it's it's fair to leave him off now. Is there anybody that I would not have nominated out of those seventy five that I I would not have on that list? Um, there would only be two, two, and and I see this in all fairness, you know, because well, while I'm not a fan of some of the drivers that are that got nominated to the top 75, I definitely understand and see why they got on that. And I can't disagree with it. Um, I can't disagree with Chase Elliott being on that list, even though I'm pers- I'm not personally a fan of Chase Elliott. Um, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of, of some drivers like Martin Truex Jr. I waffle on, but his stats uh, speak for themselves. So um, the two which I would not have put on this list, um, and I'm sure I'm going to get some hate on it, uh, are Kyle Larson, um, because despite his 2021 season, uh, after being suspended by NASCAR the season prior, uh, ending up at Hendrick Motorsports and having that what, 11 win season? His numbers don't stand out. I mean, he only has the one lone NASCAR championship. Um, Nothing major has really, really, it seems like he's had a hard time um, before that. And even a little bit after that, there was definitely a sophomore slump in 2022 uh, with Larson. So, um, I think that this may be a, uh, you know, I, I I don't really know. I mean, we certainly know that he is a elite driver and elite driver, not a elite driver, uh, but he is certainly one of the best in the world. But um, I think it's a little premature, um, you know, granted, I mean, he did go out and win uh, the Xfinity race the day prior uh, to the Goodyear 400, but at that point he was already listed as NASCAR's 75 greatest drivers. And the other one that I would put on there is Casey Kane. Um, while Casey has won at some prestigious races like the Coke 600 and uh, the Brickyard 400, I feel like he left a lot on the table too. Unfortunately, you know, due to um, his health, he had to step out of the cup car and return to um, return to dirt racing, um, just because of, you know, health issues. But I, I, I don't think 18 wins would cut it. Then again, I've heard people say, well, Ernie Irvin made it and he only had 15 wins in his career. Ernie was a little different because Ernie also has a Daytona 500 win. Um, and he's won pretty much everywhere, uh, prior to that. And I think he, he might have been a championship contender uh, if um, circumstances uh, didn't happen. Um, 
1994 at, at Michigan. Um, but you never know. Um, like I said, it, it's fun to discuss some of these lists sometimes. So, um, you know, maybe that'll be a topic later on, you know, who would be the ultimate top 75 at the end of the season. Uh, maybe we'll have a new name. Maybe Austin Dillon will cement himself at the top. Maybe William Byron. We never know um, because Willie is a former Xfinity Series champion. He might make a become a Cup Series champion. We never know. Uh, but it's fun to discuss these. Um, now, if you notice, I have not gone over um, much involving the throwback paint schemes. I think that may be a special episode, and I might talk about what some of my favorites are in a special episode leading into the 100th episode, or I might save them and discuss them with a possible special guest. But you have to tune in for that. So anyway, in the meantime, I'm Matt Hardman, and if you are going to be this coming weekend at North Wilkesboro, uh, you will definitely see me at the track. But until then, for those of you, uh, until next time, bye.